Hello, sexy scumbags. My name is Piano Teeth, and I'm the voice inside your head. If this is your first time, then quick background. I have no skin at all, and I live here in the dark with a toad called Jasper where I sit in the bath all day, drinking bleach. So much bleach. To the point where my brain is broken and I am flung into a story. Which is why I'm here, to share it with you. Thanks for having me. I hope you're well. You're looking good inside here. Well, better than normal, anyway. Are you having therapy? I only ask because Jasper's started having it. Comes back from the sessions with, what's his name? Dr. Bitch. So he comes back from these sessions with Dr. Bitch, all full of it, started talking about boundaries and lowering expectations. No, Jasper. You know what I think. The whole thing is reductive. It's reduced all of your problems down to me. Apparently, I'm a negative energy. The cause of his anxiety. I think he's an ungrateful toad who should be glad to have me as a friend. No, no, shut up, Jasper. You don't talk now. Save it for Dr. Bitch. Go and have a bitch with Dr. Bitch. All the love I've given you, the kind words, the fashion advice. Go and get me my bleach. Honestly, that toad comes back talking about the scaffolding of relationships, codependency and boundaries, blah, 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 blah. I don't do therapy. All I need is a bath, fags, Vianetta, pint of bleach and some Aphex twin to set me straight. And listen to me. I'm fine. I'm insane. But I'm okay with it. Here he is, back with the bleach. Thank you. See? How is that negative? Mm. Ah, that's the stuff. You can't beat a glass of Dettol Lemon Fresh. Perfect viscosity and the citrus notes aren't too overpowering, but add a crisp overtone to the bouquet of harmonious flavors dancing across my palate. Mwah! Lovely. Now, before we begin, let's engage in some capitalism, shall we? Dickie Branson was fingering his daughter's Barbie doll when he had a fantastic idea. What if there was a way of getting a monthly selection of mainly organic, free-range meat delivered straight to your door? Well now, there is. Dickie's Meat Drop will deliver an assortment of ready minced meat straight to you. No more scouring supermarkets or making small talk with perverted butchers. Just sign up via the website and wait for that delicious drop of meat on your doorstep. You could expect a generous quantity of once-frozen mincemeat made from an exciting mix of probably free-range animals. Think of all that protein. Not in the house, not a problem. Thanks to Dickie's Meat Drop's commitment to the environment, all of their meat comes free of any packaging. So it can be pushed straight through the letterbox. That's right. After a long day at work, you could open your door to find a pile of meat waiting for you inside. And for this month only, new customers will receive a kilo of mystery mints, free, with their first order. So subscribe to Dickie's Meat Drop, where your meat matters. Stirring stuff. And the advertising executive who begged me to feature this gave me his soul in return. 
so it must be important. I don't know what I'm going to do with their soul right now, but it's always good to have a few lying around. You never know. Time to crack on, eh? This story is called David Attenborough's Magic Cans. You are sitting in your living room, waiting for Sunday to finish when you hear a knock on the door. You answer. It's Sir David Attenborough. He's wearing a bandana, a blazer, trousers and sandals. His shirt is purple, a smiling skull emblazoned across the front with fire pouring from its eyes. He is holding a blue plastic bag filled with cans of carling. He smiles at you, raising an eyebrow, says good day and knows your name. How does he know your name? Doesn't matter. Hello? Hello? What's going on? Jasper? Jasper? Hello? Hello? What's going on? Jasper? Jasper? (laughs) Hello? Hello? Ah, we're back. Not sure what's going on there. Anyway, we're here now. Let's just... Let's just carry on, shall we? You are sitting in your living room, waiting for Sunday to finish when you hear a knock on the door. You answer it. It's Sir David Attenborough. He's wearing a bandana, a blazer, trousers and sandals. His shirt is purple, a smiling skull emblazoned across the front with fire pouring from its eyes. What's going on? Something else is trying to get in here. Let's just, um, let's just keep on going, shall we? Where were we? He is holding a blue plastic bag filled with cans of carling. He smiles at you, raising an eyebrow, says good day and knows your name. How does he know your name? Doesn't matter. It's that time of the month. Well, it's about that time of the month. What time's Krutza? Hey, Dead Hard Liquid Mason from Ericsson 3R. Evo Ocean Race. And that was fun, 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 I'm gonna come. The latest single from Radioactive Pussy. And if that doesn't make you want to have fun, then I don't know what will. God help you. (laughs) Only joking. You're listening to One Radio with me, Dave Chris, bringing you today's best mix of chart-topping music from your favourite artists. No need to look for music when you can get it right here, right now. Manufactured. Just how we like it. Okay, coming up, we've got more music from The Cultural Murder, BJOK and Flaps. Also, stay tuned because guess what?
That's right, Larry Piles is coming into the studio to talk about his latest album, Heart Club, and I can only imagine that you are as excited as I am for that. We've got all that and more coming up, so stay tuned as next up we'll be playing some Breakfast Bing Bong where you ring in and tell us what you've had for breakfast. If I like it, I'll give you a... If I don't like it, you get a... It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be random. It's zany. It's One Radio. With me, Dave Chris. Hello? Hello? Oh, you can hear me. Finally. Look, bear with me. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Don't you worry. Jasper, Jasper, pass me the phone. Over there, next to the... This program might contain strong language if you think you may be offended. Okay, we've got Liz from Sheffield on the line. Hello, Liz. Hello, Dave. How you doing, Liz? Right, tell us, what was your breakfast? Well, I had a bacon sandwich, white bread and brown sauce with a cup of tea. I'm liking this, Liz. You get a... Well done. Oh, thanks, Dave. That's my day, that has. Can I just say hello to some people? Of course you can. OK. Hello to Steph and Jackie. It's me, Liz. I know you're listening to this. And also to Brendan Fowler. I heard about the diagnosis, love. And I just want to say, you had it coming. You had it coming. Nasty piece of work. All right, bye. <laughs> OK, OK. Thank you, Liz. Right, next up, we've got Sam from Bournemouth. <laughs> All right, Dave. Hiya, Sam. What's the weather like in Bournemouth right now? Yes, all right. Great, OK. Here we go. What was your breakfast? Well, I had sardines on toast and orange juice. Um, all right. Uh, how old are you, Sam? 29. Why? Because you're eating the breakfast of, like... A pensioner. I mean, orange juice, yeah, but sardines? Ugh! Were you, like, born in the war or something? That is not a good breakfast. Ugh! You should be ashamed of yourself. I knew Bournemouth was a bit odd, but I didn't know it was that strange. Why would you eat that? I don't know. My mum used to make it for me. Well, tell your mum she needs to get some cooking lessons. Stop her making such horrible things for breakfast. She's dead. OK, thank you, Sam. Right, on to the next caller. We should have Piano Teeth on the other end of the line. Hello, Piano Teeth. Hello. And where are you calling from today, Piano Teeth? I'm not telling you that. All right, then. So, uh, what would you have for breakfast, mate? Don't call me mate. I'm not your mate. Just trying to be friendly. OK, then. Dare I ask what you had for breakfast? No. 
I know what you're doing, and I'm telling you now, get out of this head. It's not for you. What are you talking about? It's a radio show. I know what you really are, Dave Chris. You're a... Honestly, some people, eh? Let's move on, shall we? Okay, we should have Jasper LeToad on line two. Uh, Jasper? Jasper? Give it here. I know what you are, Dave Chris. Get out of this head. It's mine. And another... Right then, enough of that. I'm not sure how he managed to get through my apologies. Look, some people are just nutters, and he clearly was a few spanners short of a toolbox. Which brings us to our next segment, We Have to Chat About, where every week I discuss a difficult issue. Even though I may not know anything about it, as a media personality, I feel that I can contribute a lot to the conversation. And most importantly, raise awareness. Now, last week we touched upon Israel-Palestine, and this week we're chatting about mental health. But no, seriously, we need to chat about mental health because it's insane the amount of people that are suffering with it. Now, I'm no expert, but everyone is talking about this, and so I feel I must join in. Every single day in the UK, 150 people are diagnosed with mental health. Wow. I, I mean, wow. Luckily, the internet is full of things about mental health, so if you're feeling anxious about it, then I recommend that you spend as much time as you can going through the various pages, articles, forums, videos that are on there, and also paying close attention to the comments that people leave underneath these things. Now, I have been told that there is a lot of conflicting information on the internet, so... The best thing to do is to consume as much of it as you can and then make your mind up as to whether or not you do have mental health because sometimes you don't actually have it. It's all in your head and you're just making it up. Now, here's some things I would recommend you do if you or someone you know has mental health. And again, I'm not an expert, but I am quite famous, so definitely worth listening to. Okay, firstly, I would say you never want to be alone with your thoughts. All right? You need to be distracting yourself as much as you possibly can. This could be uh, looking constantly at social media. I believe that's really effective. Or listening to stuff like you are now. Listen to me all the time. I'm a distraction. All right, next I would suggest comparing yourself to those around you or better still, celebrities and looking at how happy they are and seeing what you can do to make your life as good as theirs because what famous people very kindly do is tell you about products that they like and if you're using the same things as famous people then you're halfway nearly as good as them. You know, what can you buy to make yourself feel better? Buying things is also a really good distraction from yourself and will undoubtedly fix any mental health. And lastly, you've got to put yourself first. So if anyone comes to you with any genuine emotion other than happiness and joy or wants to talk about their mental health, then you need to disengage as quickly as you possibly can. If one of your friends is bringing a really heavy energy or has mental health, then I suggest isolating that person as much as possible because they're only going to bring you down. It's swink or sim... <laughs> Swink or sim. <laughs> 
what am I like, eh? No, but no, seriously, it's sink or swim, guys. It's doggy dog. A lot of people are going under, and I don't know about you, but I'm getting on that lifeboat. Okay, that's mental health sorted. It's time for What Was She Thinking? Where we look at some red carpet fashion fails, ring them up pretending to be the police, and ask, What were you thinking? Oh dear, we've got ourselves an earworm, and quite a big one. My apologies, let's postpone the story for now, whilst I deal with this interloper. Jasper, fetch me some very long rope, and some bandages. And that was Look at All My Stuff, My Things by Nonspecific. Now, I'm getting some lovely text messages about mental health here. Kwame in Bristol says, Mental health is important. Spot on there, Kwame. And Debbie from Winchester says, She meditates for an hour every day and is fine. Thanks, Debbie. And people with poor mental health are lazy. They should work harder, according to Gary in Yeovil. Maybe he's right. Something to think about. And PT from GFY says, I'm coming for you, X. Don't quite know what to make of that, but stay tuned because up next I'm going to be talking to Larry Piles in this very studio about his latest album, Heart Club. But first, here's a boy band with some music. Stay tuned. Injector systems are offline. Number one for today's hits and all-time favorites. Ah, you're back. I'm not just talking to myself, although I quite happily would. Yes. I am afraid you are currently experiencing a Capitolosaurus parasitos, or, in plain English, an earworm. A loathsome creature. It burrows deep into your mind, through your ear canals, and embeds itself within your brain. However, to disguise itself, it poses as a show and provides simple hypnotic melodies, a replica of music that stimulates your brain enough into thinking that it's real. And whilst your senses are dulled, it feeds from your consciousness to the point where you are no longer aware of what is real and what is fake, and you are content to be sustained by an endless cycle of replication and repetition, all the while your sense of self is depleted, driven by forces beyond your control. Sadly, it's very common. Okay, Jasper, the knot's tight enough. Hold the other end of this rope. If you feel me tug three times, then pull me back. Got that? Good toad. Let's do this. Into the radio waves we go. Oh, Jasper. I, um... I appreciate you. I'll see you soon, friend. Right. Here we go. And that was In The Club With My Friends, the latest single from Larry Piles. And for those just joining us, I am currently sat opposite the man himself right now. That's right, Larry Piles has come into the studio to talk about his latest album, Heart Club. Larry Piles, how are you? 
Nice, thanks, Dave. It's great to be here. Thanks for coming in. It's great to have you here. Oh, no. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. First of all, can I just say how much I love the album? Oh, thanks, Dave. Loved it. Great album. And I love the single In the Club with My Friends. Just wow. So tell me, where did the inspiration come from? Oh, well, I was in the club with my friends and I was having such an amazing time with my friends in the club. Right, yeah, so you were just in the club with your friends having a great time. Yeah, exactly. I was in the club having a great time with my friends. I mean, we've all been there. It speaks to people. It's real. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do, you know, capture that moment. The chorus is, whoa, put your hands up. Yo, throw your drinks up. No, we ain't gonna stop. So, Mr. DJ, put that beat on properly. I'm totally with you. I am there. I'm there. Look, I've got my hands up right now. Oh my God, Dave, you're mad. <laughs> and I mean mad as in funny, not mad as in mental health, because that's important. It's the health of your mental Thank you so much for raising awareness around mental health there, Larry. That's a really brave thing to do. Let's play another track. This is Summer Forever from the new album Hard Club by Larry Piles. Your systems are offline. lost you completely. I'm trying to locate our earworm and deal with this poisonous banality. I'm currently crawling through the sprawling network of radio waves, hence the noise you can hear all around me. It's very dangerous. If you don't know what you're doing, you can get lost forever. Luckily, I have Jasper ready to pull me back if needs be. I'm like that Greek bloke, Theseus, when he made his way through a labyrinth to kill the nasty-talking cow. It's just a case of finding the right porthole. Is this the one? Ugh. And now on Radio 4, it's time for the shipping forecast. Issued by the Maritime Agency and the Met Office at 0105. There are warnings of gales in Plymouth, Biscay and Shannon. These are the forecasts for the next 24 hours. Tyne Dogger, northeast 5 to 7, occasionally 6 later. Dover White, southeast 5 to 7, veering southwest 4 or 5. Rockall Malin, northwest by... Who the hell are you? Hello. My name's Piano Teeth, and I'm looking for one radio. Are you Dave Chris? No, this is the shipping forecast on Radio 4. I am so sorry. Please continue, I'm just gonna crawl back through your microphone. <clears throat> sorry about that. A man just crawled out of my microphone. 
on the Thames, southwest. Got the wrong one. Um, shouldn't be too much further along. Let's see if it's this one. Ah, vous écoutez la radio Marseille avec moi, Gérard Depardieu. Vous apportez une combination de musique et de conversation. Et aujourd'hui, nous parlons de la raison pour laquelle l'Angleterre peut sucker un sac de beats. Mais d'abord, nous avons le temps. Oh, mon Dieu, mon Dieu, qu'est-ce que c'est Qu Qui étiez-vous Euh, uh, pardon me. Excusez-moi, I've got the wrong radio frequency. Please, continue. Je suis désolé, un homme vient de ramper dans mon microphone. Maintenant, je suis mangé le escargot et joue avec mon saucisson dans mon We're close. I can feel it. You are listening to One Radio, and that was Summer Forever from the album Heart Club by Larry Piles, who I have with me here now. And Larry, before we put that song on, you were talking very bravely about mental health. Now, your album touches upon this, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's what the track Summer Forever is about, you know. I'm trying to say that, yes, winter is hard and long, dark and cold, but inside all of us there is a summer just waiting to happen. No matter how hard something pushes against you, there's something pushing back. It's partly based on a Philip Larkin poem called Coming. It's beautiful, and there's a similar theme, but he's talking about spring. And so I thought that I'd go one better than spring, and because summer is the best season, I use that. I'm really interested in exploring that, you know, our relationships with each other and with self and putting those thoughts to a kick drum and some major chords. I want people to relate to it, you know. Right, yeah, deep stuff. And the song Party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that about something similar? No, no, that's about being at a party with your friends, having a great time. And I thought, if I say yeah three times, it makes it better because there's more yeah than if I said it one time because we need to hear yeah, don't we? Because there's a lot of no in the world. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So so what you're saying is, let's all say no to no. No, I'm not saying no to no, you know. I'm saying more yeah to yeah, you know. Yeah, totally, yeah. It's not no to no, is it? No, no has its place, but it's more yeah to yeah, yeah? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um... Dave, I don't know if you've noticed, but there is a man calling out of your microphone. What the? How did you... We're in the middle of a show. So was I, Dave. But that didn't stop you, did it? Don't interrupt me. Ever. Again. Please, please, oh, oh, oh. please, please. I gave you a chance and you ignored me. And I'm afraid you've picked the wrong head today, earworm. Because not only am I going to take this one back, I'm going to trickle into the minds of all your other listeners. No, 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 please, no, 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 no! Hello, 
My name is Piano Teeth, and I have become the voice inside your head. Dave Chris is no longer with us. He is stuck in a vortex of chattering voices and radio frequencies until the end of time. To anyone that has been with me the whole way, we did it. He's gone now. And to anyone new, it would now appear that you are my host. Thank you for having me. There will now be a departure from the usual turgid guff that you are used to. No more radio voice. Instead, you'll have my dulcet tones. There'll be no judging of breakfasts. Eat what you like. There'll be no ringing in. I have no desire to hear you. And there'll be no manufactured pop products of a coked-up marketing team's five-to-five Friday feeding frenzy. Instead, I'm going to tell you a story. A simple story that I've been trying to tell this entire time. You are sitting in your living room, waiting for Sunday to finish when you hear a knock on the door. You answer it. It's Sir David Attenborough. He's wearing a bandana, a blazer, trousers and sandals. His shirt is purple, a smiling skull emblazoned across the front with fire pouring from his eyes. He is holding a blue plastic bag filled with cans of carling. He smiles at you, raising an eyebrow, says good day, and knows your name. How does he know your name? Doesn't matter. He asks if you want to have an adventure with him. Of course you do. It's Sir David Attenborough. You grab your coat and follow him down the street. You ask him where you're going. He says nothing. You ask him why he picked you. He says nothing. He opens a can of carling and swigs from it. You ask if you can have one. He says nothing. Maybe he didn't hear. You say it again, louder, so that he must have heard you this time. He stops, turning to face you. His baby blue eyes become hard steel. He explains that these are his magic cans and give him magic powers. He can't tell you what, but you can't have one. He then reaches into his pocket and pulls out a packet of cigarettes. Pal mal. You can have one of these, though. He offers you one, his face softening as the love returns. You don't smoke, but you take it anyway, because it's Sir David Attenborough. He pats his pockets. Where's his lighter? Did you take his lighter? No. Must have lost it. He points at a shop and tells you to go and buy a lighter, blue, and your own magic cans, and against his pasty, if you can. You can, and you do, and soon the two of you are walking down the street, smoking away and drinking your magic cans. You come to a park. Sir David Attenborough tells you it's a jungle. You say that it's a park. He says, you're wrong, it's a jungle. You tell him again that it's a park. He turns his head, slowly, looking at you dead in the eye and tells you, it's a jungle. You concede that it's a jungle. Besides, what do you know? Sir David Attenborough opens another of his magic cans, telling you to stay alert. He leads the way, crawling under picnic benches, hopping over seesaws and ducking down to scurry past the children on the swings. He finds a bush and ushers you inside where you both throw yourselves down. Relieved. You ask again, what's going on? Where are we going? Sir David Attenborough takes the bandana off, wipes the sweat from his brow, then ties it back on again. He opens another of his magic cans and lights a cigarette. Looking at you, he nods. You are ready to know. Have you ever heard of the gorilla hawk? He asks. You can't say that you have. Of course you haven't. No one has, shouts Sir David Attenborough, spraying you with spit. Save for a few people. It's a secret. 
He explains that the gorilla hawk is an ancient creature. It closely resembles a mountain gorilla but with wings that spread out to three meters in length. They lived on the Isle of Skye on the Akuathrang. The human inhabitants of the island initially believed them to be angels, protectors of the land. They built the fairy pools for them to bathe in and would visit them if they were sick for the gorilla hawks are incredible healers. Their spit can close wounds and they gave great massages. There was peace and harmony. You then ask what happened, and Sir David Attenborough's face hardens. The Vikings, he says, stubbing out his cigarette and opening another magic can. They came to the island in their stupid ships, and upon hearing about the Gorilla Hawks' healing properties became convinced that wearing their fur would make them invincible, even though no one had said that. That's just what they reckoned, and it's hard to change a Norseman's mind. The Vikings exterminated the gorilla hawk, harvesting them for their fur, which didn't work. Sir David Attenborough spat on the floor. That's why he hates Vikings. But, he goes on to say, one time when he was walking there, he found an old cave and followed its winding passages all the way to its end where he found an old gorilla hawk mother, dead, curled around an egg. He took the egg back home and sat on it, where it hatched into a baby gorilla hawk, a girl, probably. He called it Miriam and thought she was amazing and rang up his friend, esteemed cryptozoologist Dr. Wendy Hamburgeser, to come and see it for herself. She came round and after seeing the baby gorilla hawk, she hit Sir David Attenborough around the head with a lamp, knocking him out, leaving him for dead. And then what happened, you ask? Sir David Attenborough tells you that he's tracked the gorilla hawk down to Paynton Zoo in Devon. That's where Dr. Wendy Hamburgeser has her lair. But there's armed guards and other things that aren't good-good. Suddenly a man appears in the bushes, asking Sir David Attenborough for a can. Sir David Attenborough shoes him away, but the man persists, insisting that Sir David Attenborough owes him money and that he never ever shares his cans. Sir David growls and throws a stick at the man, who runs away. Do you see, says Sir David, biting into the ginster's pasty, she has spies everywhere. That man was one of her cronies, sent to kill me. You agree that it's odd. Then you realize why you're there, why Sir David Attenborough has asked you. You want me to help you rescue the gorilla hawk, you ask. Sir David Attenborough nods. You ask if he has a plan. Sir David Attenborough nods. You ask if it will be dangerous. Very, he says, chewing reflectively on the ginster's pasty. You agree. Of course you do, it's Sir David Attenborough. You stand up, ready to get going, but he shakes his head and tells you to sit down. First, you must have a nap. There's a long journey ahead. You lay down next to Sir David Attenborough, who finishes his final can before laying on his back and dozing off. You fall into a deep sleep, filled with dreams of Vikings and gorilla hawks. When you wake up, it's dark. Sir David Attenborough has gone, and so are the rest of your magic cans. And your wallet. You make your way home, and sit in your living room. You turn on the TV and Sir David Attenborough appears on the screen. He stood with some penguins, telling you not to use plastic. You want to hate him. And you go to change the channel. But you don't. And settle down to watch the show. Of course you do. It's Sir David Attenborough. As you sit there watching him, he begins to lean into the camera till his smirking face fills the TV. What are you going to do? He whispers through the screen. What are you going to do? Nothing. It's Sir David Attenborough. And there we are. That's the story. Oh, is that it? Ah, where did you come from? I've been here this whole time. 
I was chatting to Dave Crisp before you came crawling out the microphone, hitting people and having a self-indulgent rant about national treasures. Who are you? I'm Larry Piles. Well, Larry Piles, that wasn't a rant. That was a story. It was probably just beyond your comprehension. No, I understood it. It just, it wasn't very good. And all that stuff you were saying before, just because a lot of people like something doesn't mean that it's bad. Take me, for example. I'm a musician, and ever since I won the Pop Factory, I've had a lot of success with my music. I'm number one in the top pop chart hits right now. I perform in stadiums filled with people, and I can see there in front of me that it means something to them. And just because a lot of people like it doesn't take away its power, the power of what it means. It's all about connection, no. What's the Pop Factory? I feel like you're frustrated at not being where you want to be with your, um, with whatever this is. And, and you're bitter about artists that can reach a wider audience. It's just, it's not for you. And that's okay. You'll find something that is. And then you won't have to do this with the voice and the bandages and the nasty stories. The voice and the bandages? Yeah, you know, this look that you're going for. What's beneath the bandages? Who's the real piano teeth? Right. Well, thanks for that, Larry Piles. Or should I say, earworm? Well, that's all we've got time for, I'm afraid. My, what an adventure we've had. A bit different from usual, but you still got a story. And you get to hear a famous pop person being choked to death. Live. If you liked what you heard, then why not put some coins in my purse or tell your friends all about it. The more the merrier. You won't be hearing from me for a little while, I'm afraid. I'm going to have to go into hiding, for obvious reasons. But I will be back. Don't you worry. I will be back. My name is Piano Until next time, be well. dangerous because you've got officers that may be on a call and their radios with their lifelines. But now Cherokee County officials say someone is interrupting police radio frequencies. On dozens of occasions, 911 has heard a strange man's voice coming over those radios. Fox 5's Denise Dillon is live in Cherokee County tonight and Denise, this is dangerous and they want to find out who's doing it. Yeah, they really do want to find this guy, and they're hoping that by us playing some of the actual radio transmissions, someone will recognize that voice and call the sheriff's office. Right. I'm off to see if Graham Norton's in the building. Me and Jasper love his show. Not what you typically hear over a police radio, but this man's voice has become quite common on the church.